ever get the feeling that your arguments as a couple are going nowhere? Or maybe you find yourself thinking there has to be a better way to solve conflict than this. Well, there is. It turns out there are some essential skills that work for both husbands and wives and can actually lead to deeper intimacy rather than lingering resentments. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an instructive episode for you this week. This is episode number 197. And today we're going to be talking about how to figure out what your spouse is actually upset about. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how to get your spouse into marriage counseling. So if that's a concern for you, make sure you check that one out and do hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Let's get into the topic of figuring out what your spouse is upset about. Yeah, and I thought for Linda there, it'd be good to acknowledge just right off the bat that it's normal for married folk to struggle with figuring out what the argument is really about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it turns out there's several possible reasons for this, Uh, and this is you know both our experience and looking at the research here. One is that your spouse may not want to share all that they're actually feeling because there can be a fear of vulnerability in there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like a little tender thing in the back that they're kind of hiding that's scary to bring out. Okay. So that, that's often at play. Um, it can be annoying for you to see what emotions they're conveying. It can be hard for you, is what I should have said. It can be hard for you to see what emotions they are conveying in the heat of... It's just hard to catch that, especially if you're trying to focus on your own thoughts and opinions, right? So you're... So are you saying it's difficult to see it? Like it's difficult to to actually... It's difficult to feel that or it's difficult to realize what they're feeling? Which one are you saying? Well, I'm going to go with empathically connect is kind of okay. what I mean there. And, okay. and even sort of looking behind, like usually the face value emotion is anger, but there's something behind it, right? Right. And we're kind of so busy in our own lawyer position, mm-hmm. reasoning through all of that, that uh-huh. to actually pause and think about the other person, we're okay. just, we're not doing that. So you can easily miss those emotions. Yeah. Okay. And then conflict and, and arguments, they tend to move very fast, making it hard to go back and question, like question with a curiosity kind of approach, well, like what your spouse was actually trying to say. So like the thing just goes so fast, like, and you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure there was something about four comments ago that was really important that I wanted to come back to, but it's just getting (laughs) pushed off the back of the shelf, right? Yeah. And then deeper or core issues often show up as distress about specific issues. And- Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's like, that's kind of the moment when you realize you're fighting about something really small and with way too much emotion, there must Mm -hmm. be something bigger Mm -hmm. going on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And yet it can be hard to see past that superficial or triggering issue and get to that deeper layer and really solve the problem. Right. So you're always just fighting about the surface little symptoms. Yeah. Or it can be like, do I really want to try to figure out the deeper issue? Because then I'm going to be here for hours. Yeah. You can have that thought too, right? Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever had that thought? Yes, I have. It's selfish. Mm. Me too. Oh, good. (laughs) 
like, okay, here comes the podcast after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just did that right there. Uh, thanks for having the courage to call me out on that first. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> Next. That's what. That's the problem with being married to a sarcastic therapist right there. <laughs> And then the next one is during conflict, you may not even want to see what emotions your spouse is conveying. Like both of you are so worked up that you you just end up saying negative things and reacting to reactions rather than actually trying to discern and resolve the deeper issue. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to ask about that one. Never happens to me. (laughs) So all I have to say, right, I think one thing we can take from this is there's a lot going on. So maybe give yourself and your spouse some compassion. Try slowing things down. That's one thing. It's hard to figure things out and it takes practice and commitment. Like Mm -hmm. it... It takes a while to get efficient at fighting with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, we're really good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, speaking about slowing things down here, I'm going anecdotal here. I noticed, I don't know if we always do this, but a couple arguments ago, um, one of us would say something and then it would be like minutes and then the next person would say something and then it would be minutes. Oh, really? Next, and we weren't stonewalling each other, but we were just going like super slow Processing trying to understand ourselves and the other person. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're kind of holding your breath in between. And I think sometimes Sometimes, there's a place for that. Right. But sometimes too, I think I can just get like so mad that I have to be so careful about what I'm going to say. Yes. So I'm not sure that it's figuring you out as much as like trying to calming myself down and not going to trying to figure out how to say it. So I'm not going to regret saying it. So it's not blaming or like trying to own my part. That's fair too though, isn't it? I think so. So one of the keys for Linda that come out of the research to unlocking the mystery of what your spouse is really upset about mm-hmm. is this thing called empathic accuracy. Now, don't worry, we'll make this concept easy to grasp for those that are listening today. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, psychobabble, hopefully, but something you can bring home to your marriage. Empathic accuracy is your ability to accurately discern what your spouse is feeling and why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a big term for something that we're all trying to do on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. The reason why you need to get good at empathic accuracy is that this skill is central to resolving conflict, central to forgiving one another and to building overall marital satisfaction. Hmm. That's, uh, that's evidence from a study that we, uh, we, um, from 2005 and links to these studies, by the way, for all our podcast research, we put links in our show notes like our we write everything up as a blog post so if you ever want to see where these studies or the data comes from just go to our website when we give you the link at the end of the episode but anyways this empathic accuracy is the skill of learning to understand one another sometimes you often hear people talk about soulmates as if it's some kind of magic woo-woo pixie dust that gets sprinkled on a few lucky couples by the marriage fairy but not really if you learn to do this empathic accuracy thing you'll be well on your way towards that soulmate experience with your spouse it's a skill that anyone can learn and research shows that empathic accuracy increases marital satisfaction because it prompts spouses to respond differently to one another so instead of kind of blundering about in emotional darkness. Think about what your marriage would be like if you were really attuned to your wife or to your husband, if you understood them, if you were dialed into what was going on and able to respond accurately and appropriate and appropriately as a result. Mm-hmm. Right? That's pretty good. That's huge. And so I've hope I've sold you on this empathic accuracy thing if you're listening today. Now the question is how do we learn the skill? That's the big question. Yes. 
So the first technique you need to learn is emotional validation. This is simply expressing the empathy toward your spouse when they're upset or when you're in conflict. So just follow me closely here. Conflict is often triggered by incidental events or actions, by little things. Yeah. Right? But at a deeper level, it's often driven or it's intensified by an underlying feeling of not being heard. Okay. For example, if a wife's upset by something her husband did or said and he does not acknowledge this properly, then she'll become more upset. Mm -hmm. So... And then what happens? How does the husband fail to respond properly? Well, he gets defensive. Maybe he blames her. Or sometimes just in arguments, we dismiss or minimize our spouse's concerns or we just don't know what to do. So we stonewall them. Like we go stony silent and just go, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just waiting for this to blow over. But when that happens, your spouse will become more upset because Mm -hmm. they're not getting through the wall. So they're going to try harder. So they're going to get a bigger gun. And at that point, though, the conflict is no longer about whatever started it. But it's about your spouse's need to feel validated. And that's why you can't go back and say, okay, like what started this? Let's figure it out. Yeah. Because that's not the point anymore. Huh. And it's such a key point though, because you can break out of this at the start by learning to validate your spouse's feeling, like whatever they're feeling at that moment. Okay. It's say, you know, just even if you start with something like, I can see why you would feel that way, I would feel the same. Or if you need a little more data, turn that into a question. Help me understand why you feel this way. Okay. I want to understand. Okay. Because you've just sent a huge thing that says, I want to hear and understand you. And you kind of preempted the whole conflict issue, right? And so, yeah, this whole, the whatever prompted it, whatever incidental event is probably not going to be such a big deal after that response. Right. Now your spouse, there's the possibility that your spouse may be uh, completely misread a signal. And so, you know, air quotes, they're wrong. Okay. But, but however they misread it, that's their perception and that's their reality. And Mm -hmm. based on that perception with the data that they had, the conclusion will be reasonable. Unless your spouse has dementia, right? Right. The the conclusion will be reasonable and you can still validate it. You can still say, okay, I would see why you feel that way. Can I explain a little bit more about what happened? Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, when, when you do this, this is called emotional validation and it's central to empathic accuracy. When you acknowledge that your spouse has the right to feel what they are feeling, it is a very powerful way to resolve conflict and to build intimacy. Okay. okay. So when you say this though too, Kayla, like I can see why you feel that way. I'd feel the same. It's not like you're admitting guilt. Like you don't have to worry about, right. okay, everything's my fault. Right. It's just acknowledging their feelings at that moment. Right. And it's aligning mm-hmm. self with them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, sometimes too, there could be a deeper issue going on that you haven't gotten to. So, so your brain is going, but they shouldn't be feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be responding, like I said, based on a different set of facts that than what you have. You don't have the same story. You have two different perspectives. But in any case, when you're willing to step away from immediately defending your own perspective and your own feelings just for a moment and to see the issue through your spouse's eyes, then you can do this thing that we call emotional validation. Okay. So seeing it through their eyes. Yes. Yeah. So critical, right? And so for our patrons, our bonus guide this week goes into more practical detail on how to emotionally validate your spouse. You can be empathically accurate and really convey that you do understand him or her. If you're not a patron, you can also get this by becoming a patron of our podcast. Uh, Very easy to do that today. We'll just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. 
Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about emotional validation as the first step towards figuring out what your spouse is actually upset about. So that doesn't necessarily help you figure it out, but it just kind of keeps the tone down enough that you can figure it out. It'll often just change the whole direction right off the bat, right? Okay. Now, part of that is the next part is not reacting negatively. Hmm. (laughs) Ah, Uh But just stay with me here because I think folks can do this. So empathic accuracy also requires you to learn that you can choose not to react negatively to your spouse's hostility during conflict. It can be tough. That's hard. Yes, but it is doable. And I'm sure all of us can think of some time when someone went ballistic on us and we were able to keep our cool. Now, you just got to watch you when you're keeping your cool, especially for guys that your version of keeping cool doesn't look like withdrawal or stonewalling, like it's an engaged calm. Or if it's like a stuck up kind of calm. Yes, Get you losing Look, it again. Yeah. Here I am calm and you're blowing off the handle. So here's a quote from one study. To reduce tension and soothe heated feelings, partners must inhibit the impulse toward negative reciprocity, instead reacting in a positive manner. This type of behavior is termed accommodation, which I think would be pretty funny to say to your spouse in the middle of an argument. Excuse me, I just need a moment to, to inhibit my impulse toward negative <laughs> reciprocity. I can totally hear you saying that. I can totally see myself getting slapped right there. Ah, dearie. So typically our arguments as couples escalate because one person says something negative and then the other person responds in kind. Yeah. And on it goes, right? When you choose not to react negatively, it makes room for you to see the real need behind the negative words. And when you see that real need, you're in a much better place to respond positively. And as you might imagine, this goes a long way toward reducing conflict and it also has the effect of improving your marital well-being overall. Just by not reacting negatively. Yes. So how does that help you see the real need? Well, instead of moving towards retaliation, you're moving towards understanding. That's basically what's happening Oh, and that's what the real need is, is the understanding. Instead of moving towards evening the score or keeping up with, you know, keeping head to head in the conflict, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm going to your heart. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And of course, not only is it going to help the conflict, but improve your marital well-being because you go from misunderstanding to deeper understanding. And this is where conflict in a marriage actually becomes productive because you're handling it purposefully. Have something good derived from this. Okay. So if you're upset now, it's important to me instead of me blowing your upset Mm, off. Yeah. Okay. Now, hopefully you're seeing that these are very doable strategies. Okay. So the first one was the emotional validation piece, which was saying, I see, I understand feel that way. Mm -hmm. And the second one is that we've talked about that's so critical is not reacting negatively. I think that's my biggest one. And then there's a couple more things that researchers have identified that go along with, these are a little bit smaller. Those are the two biggies. Okay. The first one, I don't know why they call it this, but just hear me out here. It's called psychological femininity. Femininity. Okay. Get the right. Yep. Didn't get the right amount of syllables there. So women generally find it easier to be empathic than men. 
due to normally showing more emotional concern for others and having better social skills. However, just because women naturally find this easier, there's no reason men can't learn these skills as well. They are not female skills. They are merely socialized into females culturally. Mm-hmm. Men can still learn them. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Caleb? I am so thankful you learned them. Good. Like what a difference that's made in our marriage. It helps. Absolutely. Commitment is another one. So a link was also found between levels of marital commitment and the ability to show empathic accuracy for both men and women. So it's good to pause and hear as you're thinking about this and make sure you have committed your heart to your spouse and to your marriage, that you're still in this thing. Mm -hmm. Because this is a fundamental sort of mental or heart position that's going to underlie how you interact with your spouse. Because if I'm committed to you, I'm going to figure this out with you. Okay. Imagine how much different that would be if I wasn't committed not worth my time. Yeah. Really. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's going to come through even if you never say the words. Right. So might be good for some of our listeners to do a little heart inspection there and just Mm -hmm. check on those commitment levels. Huge part of creating a happy marriage. The third thing is perspective taking, which is the ability and willingness to take your spouse's perspective and to see situations through their eyes. This is also strongly linked to empathic accuracy, and I've alluded Mm -hmm. to it in the examples. And therefore, it's good to conflict. It's helpful for conflict resolution, and it also helps create higher marital satisfaction. Huh. This is the back. I think this is kind of soulmate stuff again, right? It's part of that Mm -hmm. mix. So it's giving them like the generosity of seeing their perspective. Yes. Huh. And that's a good question to ask ourselves. Like, am I willing to pause and engage with my spouse's perspective on the matter? Or is mine the only perspective that matters? Uh That's an honest question. Uh And then the other thing to note here is that practice makes perfect. So when you're trying to figure out what your spouse is actually upset about, this is like a muscle you got to work out to get better at, to get stronger with, more coordinated, right? Mm -hmm. A 2005 study found that it is possible to increase people's levels of empathic accuracy and their ability to express this empathy through practice as well. So both the understanding and then the reflecting of the empathy to the spouse, those things can be improved. So again, we want to underscore the idea that this is a skill you can learn. Be intentional, work with your spouse on this. Take, you know, it's going to take some time, but you will naturally get better reading him or her and learning to identify the cues that reveal his or her emotional state. Mm -hmm. So you'll end up looking for certain words, uh, facial expressions, body language, and begin to intuitively catalog those into a way of understanding your spouse more deeply. Track those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're really good at this. So what do you look for? Like what are, I don't know if I actually want you to say this on the air or not. <laughs> well. Like what are some examples? To be honest, like for my own, this is more maybe a self-protective thing, but I think I probably want to know, first of all, if you're actually really sad or scared or angry. And I'll... I'll read that around the rims of your eyes. Really? So that whatever that part is between your eyelashes and your eyeball, that little ledge there. Yeah. If that thing's red, then I got sadness. Really? Yes. Huh. And um, like I've had other clients, I've had clients like, for example, where, you know, maybe a minute or two before they started crying, the edge of their mouth on the top lip would go straight or they start to hold their nose funny. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, their muscles in their chin. They're not wearing a goatee like I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have one. You're hiding. Arms crossed, that kind of stuff. So, okay. You just kind of start to. So it's more the body language than what the person's actually saying. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, the inflection of a question or 
if, okay. if the tone goes up at the end of a sentence, you know, is that more of a question of, is there uncertainty here or is there accusation here or it's both? Yeah. Which means yeah. there's a need for reassurance. And, uh, I think, uh, I haven't done this in a while, but just for, I don't know if I'm making this up or not, but do I sometimes just ask you like, what are you actually mad or sad or what right now? Yeah. Like I ask you what you're actually feeling. Yeah. Actually asking you what you're feeling then. Right. That helps me create the catalog. And you also ask too. You've done that for. Yeah. And you also ask too, like, are you, do you just want to be heard or do you want a solution? Yeah. Right. Before you just start firing stuff back at me. And that's helpful too. Yeah. And we don't get into the conflict in the first place. Yeah. So to do this, I guess the point is you have to be looking at your spouse. You might have to put your phone down. Yeah. And, uh, and be willing to sit with it and look at their emotion, even when it's uncomfortable. Like often in our culture, because there's not a lot of comfort with strong negative emotions, we're trained to turn away from people when they're emotional. Yeah. You can turn towards your spouse and open up your body language and cross your arms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lean forward as if you're like, I'm here. Yeah. And you can begin to study these things and learn them. That's cool. Yeah. So the researchers that were looking at this, they also noted that practicing empathy is easier when you get feedback from the person you're speaking to, which I think is a little bit what we've talked about. So for example, simply asking your spouse to confirm what emotion they're feeling during a conversation, that lets you see if you're reading them correctly. And you might even consider with permission, of course, videotaping yourselves, having a conversation about something emotionally important or significant. Yeah. And then review that video together and write down what you think the other person was conveying emotionally and then compare it with hmm. each other to see if you were actually reading each other correctly. Oh, like what I was actually feeling versus yes, what they were what seeing. I thought you were feeling. Okay. And of course it might be feel a little funny to record yourselves and then watch yeah, yourselves. Absolutely. But it, it you know it can be a very effective approach to really help you hone this skill of empathic accuracy. Hmm. And just remember again, so we've been using this word empathic accuracy. But remember, this is the key to figuring out what your spouse is actually upset about. That's why this is important. Mm-hmm. And what's the definition of that again? Or what's empathic accuracy? You can take out that pause, Jason. Empathic accuracy is your ability to accurately discern what your spouse is feeling and, and why. Right. Okay. Empathic accuracy. So that's me understanding what you're feeling and why. Mm-hmm. Good? Yep. I am so going to be watching like your eyelid thing and your lips. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, we want to thank Toa, who became a patron this week, and to all of our patrons who support us so faithfully. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to put a shout out there. This isn't yep. in the notes or anything, but if you want to send us an iTunes review, we would love that. Sure. I would love that. And I mean, I know it's good for ratings and all that, but it's just so nice to hear from people too. Next week, Caleb. Yes. We're talking about why a child-centered family is bad for everyone. Oh. Sounds a little opinionated. Slightly. But it's actually research-based. Really? Yes. Oh, because I believe this like so wholeheartedly. I know, but uh, turns out you're right this time. Oh, this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I need to stop and actually figure out what you're... Oh, the arm just passed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes. At least at- that's all we're recording on here. <laughs> You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 197. Find out how you can help support marriages. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully. (laughs) The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. 
If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.